The first reading this morning is taken from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 17, and can be found on page 1134 of your Bibles. Life through the Spirit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation. But it is not till the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. The second reading is taken from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 13, and can be found on page 1042. 
One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend. And he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, Lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I've nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door's already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he did not get up and give him the bread, because he is his friend, Yet, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thanks be to God. Well, as you all know, we are on the lookout for a new children's and families worker. And one of the key responsibilities they'll have is delivering a parenting course. So we've arranged for three fathers to come and talk about how suitable they might be for the role. But we need the wisdom and discernment of somebody more sensible than any man in the audience. So can we have a lady, a mother from the congregation to help us with this next stage? Who would like to... Take that. Lisa, thank you so much. This is for you, and so is this. Take a seat. Wouldn't have put my high heels on. <laughs> you okay there? Yep. Right. <laughs> Let's take you all the way around. Give it a twirl. Good, isn't it? Oh, I like this. Okay. So I'll, uh, I'll come on to these uh, bits in white uh, in, a, in a second, which are you. But first, what's your name? Where do you come from? Hello, my name's Lisa. I'm from St. Wands. St. Wands. And so what are you looking for from our three dads today? Anything, anything you like. Anything like, oh, from the three dads. Oh, um, loyalty, 
energy and patience. Well, let's see what we're going to find. So, <laughs> so let's welcome our dads. Please welcome Mystery Father Number One. Do do do. Oh, I'm not going to see them. I'm not looking. This is for you, Mystery Father Number One. So, Mystery Father Number One, where do you come from and what do you do? I come from up north where it's very cold and I'm in the seasonal gifts industry. Thank you very much. Let us please welcome Mystery Father number two. <laughs> Mystery Father number two, where do you come from and what do you do? I'm from small town America and I'm a health and safety operative. Thank you very much, Mystery Father number two. Mystery Father number three, please. (laughs) (laughs) Mystery Father number three, where do you come from and what sort of place do you live? I come from a place far away. And I can't read through these goggles. <laughs> Corey. You built? I, oh, yes, you I built my own place, but my son destroyed it. Thank you, our three mystery dads. Now, Lisa, what's your first question, which we're going to put to dad number one? So, dad number one, my first question is, how many kids have you got? And tell me something about them. Well, I don't have any kids of my own, but I suppose you could say I have adopted many. I only show up at their house occasionally and don't really spend much time with them. Same question, number two. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> the question, oh, yeah. number two, uh, I is... Have, I've got um, three uh, kids, and the older, oldest girl's really smart, and the youngest one is really cute, and the boy's a real brat. <laughs> Thank you, Mystery Father number two. And same question, Mystery Father number three. I have twins, a boy and a girl. The girl, princess, she's a bit of a rebel. Thank you very much. Hopefully, Lisa, that's giving you some idea. But do you have a second question for us? I do. So, Mystery Fathers, my second question is, how do you act like a good father? So, number one. I give children sugary snacks and chocolate and piles of plastic toys when I visit them. Mm. Interesting tactic. Same question, number two. Number two. I drink Duff beer and eat donuts. Mmm, donuts. <laughs> Setting a great example. Number, number three. three. Together we will rule the world. I mean, I mean sorry, they, they all mean the world to me. 
So, Lisa, my, your next my, question, my please. My third question. Being a parent is tiring work. How do you relax? Number one. I only work for one day a year, or one night, in fact. <laughs> Number mm. two. I uh, drink Duff beer and I eat donuts. <laughs> Number three. I sit in darkness in my regeneration tank. Mm. So, my last question is, what is your source of strength as a father? Number one. The magic of Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Your source of strength, number two. Yeah, tough beer and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. I use the power of the dark side. Mm. Well, a tricky choice. I'm sure you'll agree, Lisa. Difficult decision. Such Will wonderful. you choose Dad One, who only shows up very occasionally and fills kids with sugary snacks? Will you choose Number Two, a dad who seems to have more time for eating and drinking than his family? Or will you choose Dad 3, a talented pilot, a commanding leader with his own demolition business? It's a difficult choice, Simon. We want to make it as easy as possible, though. So let's ask if there's any children uh, here who might be able to help you choose. Who here thinks we should be choosing Dad number one? Yay! Mm. Not that probably this time of year. (laughs) You'll be be cheering more later in the year. (laughs) Who... Is going to help Lisa by recommending Dad number two. Yeah! <laughs> I think the front row just wants his donuts. Yeah. <laughs> is there donuts? I get a donut for doing this. Who here is going to help uh, Lisa by recommending Dad number three? Yeah! <laughs> Hello, Lisa. I'm not sure if that helps you in your choice. Mm, I think on the off chance there might be a donut going, I'm going for number two. Number two. Thank you, Lisa. Just, uh, thank you, Lisa. Uh, just for our, our dad to go, let's just uh, uh, hear what they think of the news. So, you were unlucky, Dad number one. You are all definitely on my naughty list. <laughs> Very sorry, number three. Your lack of faith disturbs me. I will crush you all. <laughs> and number two, surprise result? Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, can I eat my donut now? <laughs> Thank you all to all three of our mystery fathers. So I'd love to thank uh, Lisa and our three mystery dads, some of whom you might have recognised under their, their, their costume. These uh, may not be the best examples of fatherhood, and I'm going to leave it in a few minutes to Tim to try and fix all that for you. Uh, uh, in the meantime, Caroline. Just bow our heads and 
commit this to the Father. Father, thank you that you totally adore us. And Father, on this Father's Day, we want to honor you. Thank you that you are the Father who delights in us, your children. And thank you that you are present now. Amen. What I want to do is I want to just um, have a, a look at this, this issue of fatherhood, particularly in relation to Jesus' teaching there on prayer. And um, one of the... A, a, a father is, is, a, is a man who uh, gives away his daughter to a bloke who's not really good enough in order to have grandchildren who are better than anybody's. <laughs> in that um, thing on prayer, where Jesus is, is praying, and when he finishes praying, he, um, his disciples are so intrigued at, at watching him and seeing him praying that when he finishes prayer, it says... Lord, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. There was something clearly that was going on with Jesus and the Father that you can tell the disciples were standing around thinking, God, what, what's going on there? And they say, well, teach us to pray. And what's stunning about the next 11 or so verses is this. Jesus says to them, when you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be thy name, your name, your kingdom come. That's clearly getting yourself in the Father's presence, speaking to the Father. Okay? What I think is special about that is the approachability of this God we worship. He's not a distant God, he's just there. And you can start talking to him absolutely simply. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Puts you squarely in the Father's presence. And then, what I'm, I find absolutely stunning, from then on, in this teaching of prayer, it is continually about asking. Seriously. You go into the Father's presence and you ask. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Lead us not into temptation. Then he goes into the story about the man who's got no bread and he gets a guest. And he goes to the neighbor next door. Because cost cutter's closed. And he asks for some bread. And it's this delightful story of the guy who is happily asleep in bed and the door is locked and he doesn't want to disturb his children. But there's this man outside asking for something. It's his neighbor, <laughs> great neighbor. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and... And 
Give him as much as he needs. As much as he needs. When Jesus is teaching us about our Father, he's teaching us about a Father who's absolutely, incredibly generous. So that we go, go into his presence, we don't get embarrassed because we're just about to ask for something. <laughs> and we are. And we ask away. Yeah? And we keep asking. It's just one thing after another. Asking, asking, asking. Why is that, why is that okay? Because of the nature of the God we worship. Our God is totally through and through a giving God. Isn't he? He just gives and keeps on giving. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Gave him up to death. He gave us a beautiful world. He just keeps on giving and giving and giving. When we need mercy, he gives us mercy. When we need grace to cope with something going on, he gives us grace. Hey? He, doesn't, he doesn't have like a sort of a box that we sort of empty. And then after a while... Sorry, chum, that's it. You've eaten it all. There's no more. It's not that kind of relationship. We've been invited into a relationship with a giving God. He doesn't say to us, well, you can't keep coming into my presence and asking me for things. Please, give me a break. It's just one thing after another, and he loves it. He loves it. He is a totally generous father. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Remember, the force of those words is the continuous. So knock and keep on knocking. <laughs> Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Yeah? And we do that because sometimes we, we need to get quite clear about what it is that we're asking for. Because sometimes we can have our own prayers and, and we're asking for something, but we're actually sometimes not really sure what it is we're asking for. And by keep on asking, we get the clarity that we, we, we need. And then there's this delightful thing. Which of you fathers, if your son asks you for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them. What's the worst meal that you ever had from your mother or your father? Eh? 
was said with feeling. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? Spinach. Rhubarb salad. Did your dad make that? <laughs> your your mum made it. So sorry. <laughs> hey? Go on. What else? What are, what are some of the worst things? What's the worst meal you've ever had? <laughs> we might be we served up meals that we don't like, like spinach or liver or Harvey. What? <laughs> the food might be awful, but none of us have been served, have asked for a, a meal from our parents and been given spiders or bags of fleas eh? or lizards or wasps or something like that doesn't happen does it eh? it never happens it never ever happens yeah and if we if Jesus is saying if that's what we're like how much more is the father like that how much more in, in, in Matthew's gospel how much more the, will the father give good things to those who ask him in, in, in Luke's gospel it's the Holy Spirit Asking for the Holy Spirit and the Father giving us the Holy Spirit or good things. Friends, in your prayers, don't be shy to ask. Don't be shy to ask. Yes, we do need sometimes to get quite clear what it is that we're wanting. Yes. Because we want to make sure that we're asking for things which are really important to us, things that we need. But don't be afraid and don't complicate your prayers too much. Keep them simple. You can ask the Father all through the day. You don't just have to have your prayers and say your prayers in, your, in, in the morning or whenever you say your prayers but also speak to him through the day. Your father, absolutely, totally, without any reserve, loves you. <coughs> there is no reserve about this. There's no limit to it. You are a child of the father, and he loves you. Absolutely, yes, he does. He loves you. Go to him and ask. Father, Daddy, actually, Abba is Daddy. Daddy, please help me with such and such and this and that. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you'll find knock and the door will be opened to you. Amen.